Hi everyone, welcome to Hitchcock University where you learn filmmaking from the masters. My name is Taylor Bickle. Last class session we talked about Stalag 17. In this class session we're going to talk about Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina is the story of a chauffeur's daughter who is madly in love with the youngest son of the family that employs her father. Um, so naturally you have this kind of tension between... Um, between classes, between is it you know should a should a rich man you know be in love with a younger uh, not a younger woman but a a poor woman? There's the the tension between employer and employee, etc. Um, this this story is is once again based on a play, and we've talked about Wilder's ability to adapt other people's material. The problem is is that didn't really help so much um, in the writing process of this film. Let me give you some examples. So Billy immediately wanted Audrey Hepburn for the role of Sabrina and he got her. And he also wanted Cary Grant, um, not for the youngest son in the family, but for the oldest son in the family. And I don't remember if this was Wilder's idea or the studio's idea, but someone suggested, well, why don't we bring in the original playwright, Samuel Taylor, to, to work with you, Billy? He said, okay, great. And the play had not opened yet when they started working on this. Um, the play was still, you know, they were still working things out. It hadn't started yet, but um, somebody had gotten their hand on the, somebody had gotten their hand on the script for the play and 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 bought the rights. And they were and 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 in the meantime, Hollywood was busy adapting this. So, anyway. Billy and Samuel Taylor start rewriting the dialogue mostly for for Audrey Hepburn's character Sabrina and for um, this role that uh, Billy wants Cary Grant for. Once the play opened though and became an immediate success, Samuel Taylor really started to wonder whether or not they should change things, especially to the extent that Billy had changed them. And they had several arguments and eventually Samuel Taylor walked out. So the studio replaced Samuel Taylor with a young screenwriter by the name of Ernest Lehman. Lehman, um, Lehman was a great screenwriter. Lehman eventually wrote North by Northwest for Alfred Hitchcock. That's probably his most famous screenplay, but Lehman was a wonderful writer, and this was one of his first sort of big breaks. So Billy and Lehman start working together. However, they find that they have to start rewriting things again after Cary Grant says no to doing the film Sabrina, and instead the studio grabs Humphrey Bogart. So now all these all these things that would have worked so well for Cary Grant, they have to change to fit Bogart's screen personality. And then on top of that, once they get into once they get into actually shooting and and sort of fine tuning some of these rewrites, it becomes a massive issue because Bill Holden is scheduled to do another picture while this one is being shot. So they have to do all of Bill Holden's scenes right off the top. But that put them into situations where they hadn't even... They they went into production without a finished script, and so now they're having to write scenes that are going to lead into stuff that they've already shot because they had to get all of Bill Holden's stuff. So they're having to, to, to write this completely out of order create payoffs and setups and all these kinds of things, you know, in this just kind of massive hodgepodge of a, <laughs> of a writing effort. Let me read to you straight from the book Conversations, Billy, Conversations with Billy Wilder. He says, Sabrina was a difficult time for me. This was a picture that was still being written and shaped as we went. There were sleepless nights. My back troubled me. The script was not quite finished and we were falling behind in the writing. She, Audrey Hepburn, 
had a big scene with Bogart when she fin- when she visits him in his conference room and she tells her and he tells her to go to Paris and it did not quite work. So I, so I arrived at the studio and I had only a page and a half and I had to fill the entire day. I cannot go to the front office and say, look, I've run out of script. It was Friday. We had Saturday and Sunday to write, so we had to stall. So I went to her and I told her the problem. Look, you have to fumble a line. You have to misread the line. I'm terribly sorry. You have to help me. We cannot shoot more than a page and a half. That's all. And she said, I'll do it. And she did it. She said, oh, I have a terrible headache. Let me lie down a little bit. And then she was 15 minutes, an hour. So I just barely ran out of stuff of the page and a half by 6 o'clock. Then on Saturday and Sunday, we wrote, we rewrote that thing. Then I was ready, but she was helping me. That's a wonderful thing because she may have appeared difficult that day. She did not want to have the reputation that she had holes in her brain, but she did not care. She just did it. This is probably one of the most famous stories from the whole set, from, from the whole shooting process. Billy Wilder and Ernie Lehman are rewriting this as they're going, and they get it to a, to a spot where they only have a page and a half. But they know that if they can just stall long enough to get to the weekend, they can finish out the scene and get it and get it where it needs to be. So Audrey, Hep- so Billy asks Audrey Hepburn, you know, can you please help me? And Audrey Hepburn stalls the whole day, faking illness and headaches and all manner of things so that so that you know, Billy doesn't look like an idiot and running out of script. And the fact of the matter is, is writing isn't always easy even when you're adapting from somebody else's material sometimes things just get in the way sometimes it just gets hard um in another spot in conversations with billy wilder he says everything is fun except the writing of the script itself the things before and after are fun in writing you always say to yourself we'll find a solution for that later but i cannot go on to a new scene until everything is okay He also says in a documentary uh, called Portrait of a 60% Perfect Man, he says, To quote Mr. Churchill, it's blood, sweat, and tears. Believe me, it's a drag. It is hard work, and it's not one of those kind of things people imagine that the muses come and they kiss your brow and there you are, the poet in the clouds. Nothing like it. We get to the office like at 9 in the morning, like employees of a bank, and we sit there and we try to find something. Sometimes nothing. Sometimes we just sit there and wait. And sometimes the muse does come and kiss our brows, and we just go at it, and we just go at it, and we write like 10, 12 pages a day. The fact of the matter is, is, and I think anyone who's done any serious writing, or, or not even serious writing, but any large amounts of writing knows that it doesn't always come easy. And Sabrina is probably the perfect example of that, a script that just didn't come easy. It was hard work. It was incredibly hard work. You know, as he says, to quote Mr. Churchill, it's blood, sweat, and tears. It's this kind of, it's this, or at least it can be sort of a creative Mount Everest that is just, that just seems like you're never going to get to the top, much less get down alive. But you have to push forward because what else are you going to do? And sometimes you may have to enlist the, the help of, of Audrey Hepburn to fake, you know, to feign illness that day. But, you know, nothing, nothing gets done. Nothing that's hard ever gets done without some perseverance, without some grit, without some drive, without some dedication to the thing. It's really easy to just drop projects. I'm guilty of this all the time. But how rewarding is it on those projects that you want to drop and you don't the ones that you get done the ones that you see through you know and 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 it's not fun he says everything is fun except the writing of the script itself 
you know, and, and, and sometimes the things that are the least fun are the things we have to do and the, the things that are, that are the hardest and the things that just need to get finished because what else are you going to do? You know, and and I think I think the film Sabrina should be remembered as 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 an example of what it of what can happen from those blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, this is a film that Sidney Pollack ended up remaking with um, Harrison Ford, Julia Ormond, and Greg Kinnear in 1995. You know, I mean, this film has a legacy. It has this kind of staying power, and it's 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 incredibly rewatchable. And it, it, you would never watch it and say, "Wow, they must have really struggled with the script to get that." You know, it just it just works. You know, and and there's this sort of there's this sort of ease about it, and that's the thing that I think a lot of us need to remember is sometimes the things that look easy aren't, but that doesn't mean that they're not worth doing. There's one thing that I want to talk about here, real quick, and it's something we've touched on with many other filmmakers. A lot of other filmmakers have brought it to our attention, but we're gonna we're gonna do it one more time because I think it's important for us to remember. In Billy Wilder's biography, nobody's perfect. The writer says that Wilder shot more close-ups of Audrey Hepburn than he usually would of any other actor. If you listen to Wilder talk about Audrey, it's very clear he very much admired her. He thought very highly of her, and quite frankly, if I was him, I would have shot as many close-ups of Audrey Hepburn as I possibly could. But Wilder has some interesting things to say about the close-up. Starting in his biography, Nobody's Perfect, he says, The close-up is a jewel. It should be just... It should... it should just be set in the right place in the overall picture, and it shouldn't be used indiscriminately or it loses its impact. He then says in conversations with Billy Wilder, he says, I did not have a close-up that was not a payoff. It has to organically belong. But a close-up is a very, very practical thing, too, because you can tell so much. If you can tell, if I have an actor or actress that doesn't give me anything, then I don't do it. He also says in Billy Wilder interviews, in, um, in the interview, Why Not Be in Paris, he says, I think a close-up is such a valuable thing, like playing a trump in a bridge game. Okay, so let's look at this common thread here through all of these things. First, he says the close-up is a jewel. It should just be set in the right place in the overall picture, and it shouldn't be used indiscriminately or it loses the, its impact. Then he says, I did not have a close-up that was not a payoff. It has to organically belong. And then he says, I think a close-up is such a valuable thing, like playing a trump in a bridge game. We need to be aware of what our tools are. We absolutely have to be aware of, of all the tools in our toolkit and find the best uses for them. There's no right or wrong answers in filmmaking, but there are better and worse. And Wilder clearly felt that the close-up was an incredibly powerful tool. And I think, I think it gets lost on us because we watch a lot of things on smaller screens. But when you watch something on a big screen, there is something so palpable sometimes about a close-up. About just seeing the actor's face. And as he says, um, it's a very practical thing, too, because you can tell so much, you know, if the actor's capable of expressing that just through their face, through their eyes, you know, through their eyebrows, you know, the way they arch them, the way they, you know... Um, the way they hold their mouth, all these kinds of things. These, these, these small, minute details become so big and powerful in a way that they can be incredibly impactful on an, on an audience. And that's the thing is the close-up needs to be reserved for when it has its most impact. Just like everything else in filmmaking, every tool we have 
is exactly that. It is a tool that is to be used at the proper time in the proper place when it will have the most impact. Whether it's a close-up, a long shot, a long lens, a wide lens, you know, a dolly move, a steady cam shot, or a, a drone shot, an aerial shot. Um, these are all things that are in our tool bag as filmmakers and we need to be careful to use them appropriately even the color red it is so eye-catching and stands out so greatly on 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 the screen that it's something that needs to be used appropriately there's all these things that we have that we need to be careful of how we use them okay um so that's all i have for sabrina and for this class session next up we have the seven-year itch we have the spirit of st louis and we have love in the afternoon if you have any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, just want to talk about movies, feel free to reach out to the podcast at uh, HitchcockUniversity at gmail.com. There's also the uh, Hitchcock University Facebook page and the Twitter page as well. Uh, Hitchcock underscore U, the letter U is in university, all lowercase. Thank you again so much for listening to Hitchcock University, where you learn filmmaking from the masters. My name is Ben. My my name is Taylor Bickle, and we will talk to you again in two weeks. Thanks so much.